آه بشارة إنه وذن عدي جيستيال السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته كل سؤال وهذا بولشة بحادكاستي أبسود كلا هو مركز لقدي جيستين سام بولشة بحادكاست بحادكاستين وبحال لقدي جيستين كرا ملكستو بحادكاست لقدي جيستا أبا هنقدو سبوتيفاي أبل أبل بحادكاست جوجل بحادكاست أبل ملكستو إكسس أوليك أوليه اللي كرتيد أو بحادكاستين لقدي جيستين كرو هذا بدي جيستيال وحاني ده هنا وريسي كار أو أنا ليال إني Governor Mike Dwyer or Governor Ohio. Those who are the hand with the Nukusab Sandin Adakalaha, Nebet Kilieda, your Mustabalka, or Sido Lohalikuton, or the Rans Damarayus coronavirus. Negisuan, or his son. Good to be with you. Thank you very much. Governor, the past year has been a difficult year to guide the state through the pandemic. What is the approach for 2022 as more variants appears? Well, I think we're having, you know, a, a tough January. Uh, this Omicron uh, variant is, you know, raging through the state. Um, the biggest concern we have right now is our hospitals. Uh, you know, I talked to uh, Dr. Andy Thomas this morning at Ohio State uh, Wexner Center, and you know, they're they're getting really filled up, uh, and so there's a real concern uh, about that. Uh, so. You know, we have sent in uh, over 2,000 members of the Ohio National Guard into our hospitals. And they're focused to a great extent in the northeastern part of the state because that's where we're getting hit the hardest. But uh, we adjust that every single day. And as it hits more towards the central part and the southern part, then we will, we will move those National Guard around. Uh, the problem that hospitals are having is not so much space or not enough beds, but the real problem they're having is just not enough people. And that's why the, the 2,000 members of the National Guard, uh, you know, can make a big, big impact and a big difference. I think once we get through this Omicron um, and what we've seen in other countries, we saw in South Africa, for example, is while it is very contagious and it goes up very, very fast, we've also seen it go down pretty fast. So we're hopeful uh, that when we get through with this month, we'll be moving in the right direction. And, uh, you know, by the time we get let's say March, um, you know, things will be, will be a lot, a lot better. Governor, pandemic's unique impact brings vibration in overall crime. What are the plans that set for the state to handle the, the crime rate that has recently spiked? Um, yeah, we, in Ohio, we have over 900 local law enforcement agencies. So we are a very local government state. And that's where the services are delivered. That's where we deal with, with the crime. So I asked the General Assembly to set aside a quarter of a billion dollars, $250 million, to go back to local law enforcement to focus on, on crime. And we are starting now to take applications for, for that money. We think that that will have a, a significant uh, impact. We are also doing some state projects uh, one of the things that we have found is that violent repeat offenders are, are a relatively small number of the criminal element. It's a, really a small percentage of the, of the overall cr crime. But those are the individuals who are, are killing people in our neighborhoods. Those are the people who 
you know, a random shot kills a five-year-old. Uh, just horrible, horrible, uh, tragic, tragic situation. So we have a bill in front of the legislature uh, that would really focus on the repeat violent offenders, people who do this time after time, and getting them off our streets and, and frankly, lock, locking them up. So a lot of different things are going on, and you know, one of the other things that we're, we're doing, um, many police departments do not have the time and do not have the equipment to take, for example, if they go to a crime scene and they find uh, shells, case shells, um, you know, those really should be entered into a, into a database. And later on, if that gun is found, then, then you will get a match and you will know that you know that gun was used in that particular crime and many times you can solve the solve the crime uh, we're giving more assistance and more programs now to the attorney general's office and to local law enforcement to be able to make those matches uh, which is another way that will will drive down the crime as you may know there's a silent epidemic and that epidemic is opioid what is the way forward to handle this problem that was existed before the current pandemic. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, we have an epidemic, uh, an opiate epidemic. Uh, it takes a lot of lives. Uh, it is something that, you know, we have been focusing on. We need, frankly, more help from the federal government along the border. I actually went along the border uh, and looked at, the, looked at the wall that had been built, talked to border agents also talk to members of the Ohio National Guard that are along the border. And most of the deaths, 80% of the deaths in Ohio last year, overdose deaths, were caused by fentanyl that was mixed into opioids, was fentanyl to other opioids and mixed in. Mixed in. And that is fentanyl is coming basically from China. It goes from China into Mexico and then it comes up through our, through our southern border. So we've got to do a better job, the federal government's got to do a better job on, on our, our borders. Uh, we have also, uh, when I was the attorney general, uh, I sued the drug companies, uh, drug companies and distributors who were involved in really pushing these drugs out that got a lot of people addicted and as a result of that, we're starting to see some settlements. So we're starting to get some money in uh, from that to, to help people who have an addiction problem and also to do, to do prevention. Uh, some of the programs that have worked the best, I think, are the rapid response programs. And I was involved in starting some of those when, uh, and assisting in some of those when I was the Attorney General. And we continue to do that. And these programs basically take someone who goes to the hospital they overdose, and instead of just turning them loose and, and you know letting them go back, um, there's there's an intervention by a police officer or intervention by a, a, a specialist who talks to that person, sees that that person wants to get into a treatment program uh, at that time. So in many cases, those actually do work, and we've seen some very good uh, good results. We've also done. Uh, and, and we are expanding in Ohio uh, drug courts. Drug courts, again, people violate the law, but when you kind of drill down and figure out, well, really, what's the problem? Is there an addict? And so trying to work with them through the court system so that they can uh, get on the pathway to, to treatment, 
and get on the pathway to become sober. Uh, those, those have worked well uh, as well. Many businesses has been affected due to the virus, especially the minority businesses throughout the state. Are there any programs that's available or that will be available for them 2022 that are not available today? Well, we've been able to have, have different programs uh, throughout this. And one of the things that we did do that's unique to Ohio is our workers' compensation. Any, any business that pays into workers' compensation, we were able to get money back to them. Uh, we actually got $5, $5 billion dollars during the pandemic that I talked with Workers' Compensation Board and they agreed with me to release that money back to, back to businesses. Um, you know, one of the problems, of course, that, that business has today is finding workers. Uh, and that's, that's another challenge, but that, that certainly is not unique to Ohio. It's something that we're seeing, you know, across, across the country uh, as well. Finally, Governor, congressional redistricting maps that you recently signed to the law raises a lot of questions. As a governor, what makes sense about this maps to you? Well, we have this now in front of the Ohio Supreme Court, both, both the map, maps for the congressional districts. And as you know, Ohio lost uh, a congressional district because our population, while it grew, it did not grow as fast as other states. And so uh, that 435 seats are, are divided every 10 years. So we lost a seat. Uh, this year. Uh, so that is in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, the other thing that's in front of the Supreme Court is the legislative district lines. And frankly, the court will tell us, uh, I suspect, you know, probably fairly soon, whether or not uh, what was passed was constitutional. Uh, and if they tell us it's not, uh, they will give us guidance and we will go back and, and remedy that and do, you know, do that in conformity with the guidance that's given to us by the Supreme Court. But we don't know yet. We don't know what the decision is going to be made by, by the court. You know, I, I, I was in favor of those. They were certainly not perfect. Uh, I felt that those proposals, those maps that were proposed, uh, better matched the Constitution, came much closer to uh, fulfilling what the Constitution said was needed to be done than the maps that were put forward by, by the Democrats. But ultimately, the court's going to tell us, and uh, we're going to go from there. Governor, thank you for taking the time for your busy schedule and joining us. Thank you. Good to be with you. Appreciate it very much. Governor Mike Dwight or our Governor Kawahaya and Ligisiel until next time why not next episode Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Show me, tell me,